It's time to watch The Muppets, The Muppets Mayhem. Hi, Megan. Hi, Doug. Meg, I can't believe that it's time to watch The Muppets, first of all. First of all, it's time to watch Muppets, and we did. I can't believe how long it's been since we recorded an episode. I, when I text you that I don't think we've recorded an episode since middle June, I think What's that was the first time that us? I really thought about it. I was like, damn. I mean, we missed last week, but that's still not so bad. We missed last week because we've both been on vacations or traveling for or work trip, or... Yeah. You know, whatever. There's a lot that's been going down, but we're back. And that's what matters, is that we come back together. We're here to talk about Muppets Mayhem, Episode 8, Track 8, Virtual Insanity. And when did it air? Uh, airing in the U.S. on May 10th, 2023, and in the U.K. on May 10th, 2023. Written by Hans Rodinoff and Gabriela Rodriguez and directed by Kimmy Gatewood. Megan, are you ready for the plot to this episode? I am. This is just a sentence. Here we go. Oh, cool. The band's foray into social media goes awry as they prepare to play a virtual video game concert in Minecraft. Good episode, I have to say. I think this is my favorite episode of the season. Really? Yes. I love the cameos later on at the end. All of the celebrity cameos that show up are like some of the funniest people. Yeah. I think they're all like so fucking so funny. Good. I was so pleased to see them. This episode is solid as hell. This episode's great. I think great. that the plot listed here is bad. Yeah. This is not. I mean, nowadays we could just use ChatGPT to write the plots. So. I think that's maybe what they've done. Yeah. This is a very ChatGPT written plot. Elaborate on it, ChatGPT. So you ready to start? I am, but I want to say one thing. Go. I really love the theme song. It's grown on me so much. Yeah, I love the theme song also. It hurt me a little bit because I was rewatching these episodes today to get ready. To my soul. And I like when I started watching the next episode, I had to hit skip intro, and I was like, "Fuck, I, I don't have time to listen to, to the listen song. to it. I need that thirty seconds or whatever. I need to save that thirty seconds." But it's really a good theme song. It's such a good theme yeah. song. I think I need to, like, add it to, like, some playlists for the summer, especially. I think so, too. Do you remember, because you're a Weeds fan as well, Mm -hmm. um, historically a Weeds fan. Do you remember when they would play Little Boxes Mm -hmm. on, and then by the, like... Because those are only half an hour episodes, right? Yeah. And that theme song took over. Like, oh, we were by the end of it, we were like, "Get rid of the fucking theme song!" Uh-huh. And they you've did. wasted a minute and a half of my time in the theme song. I think they eventually did get yeah. rid of it. Yeah, they would just find like a creative way to write weeds somewhere. Like the one that I remember very, very much is like um, through the cracks of a sidewalk. Like a dandelion grew, and then it cast the shadow of the word oh, weeds, weeds created yeah. by Genji Cohen on the sidewalk. Yeah, they definitely were just like, we don't have time to do this anymore. Yeah. And the theme song, while it was so important and and like 
it was integral to the first couple of seasons. To the first couple of seasons, it became kind of irrelevant. I like am so nostalgic for Weeds, but then when I go to watch it again, I'm like, oh, I hate this. I haven't rewatched it. I wonder if it can hold anything. I would any skip interest. the first, even though like the supporting cast of the first season is so good. Nancy Botwin is at the height of her annoyingness. She's she's annoying in general, but like she's yeah. so annoying in the first season. What a weird time. I was talking with a customer in my store a couple of weeks ago about how in that like late aughts era, we were obsessed with the anti-hero in society. Oh, that's a really, really interesting observation. With Breaking Bad and with yeah. Weeds and I know that there's like a hundred other examples. When Dexter did Ozark come out. Oh, well Ozark's only from like this tail end of oh, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like in the, the Better Call Saul movement. Yeah, the, yeah. You know we we became really obsessed with an anti hero. Yeah. Mad Men. You know, like all of yeah. these shows about like scumbags basically winning. Yeah. And it's like why? Why did that happen? Or like scumbags with a good heart. Yeah. I mean, like, and not necessarily scumbags. I mean, Nancy, everything that she did was really foolish, but it was in what she believed to be her family's best interest, uh, right? At first. I think, at, at, I, think at Nancy, first. I think Nancy turns into a scumbag. Yeah. I think Nancy, by the end of things, turns into probably like the worst person. Yeah. Because especially when she got caught up in like having sex with certain people. Mm-hmm. Like, what was she doing? She wasn't protecting her family. She no. wasn't there for her family. No, she definitely wasn't. She just wasn't. caused chaos and havoc. She shouldn't have gone through that tunnel. And she had sex with, like, anyone and everyone she could get her hands on. Because in most cases, it got her out of trouble. But then in some, it got her into even more. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Nancy. Especially because I really like Mary Louise Parker. But, like, yeah. I also don't. But I really actually really do. Uh-huh. I do. Did you I'll ever see I that do. movie Fried Green? Is she in Fried yes, Green Tomatoes? She's in fried Green right? Tomatoes, and the one lady is like in love with her. Yeah, she has like kind of a. She has a major lesbian crush on her. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. She her story takes place in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like in the bed. I've, I've never seen, seen fried... the movie. I just know that it exists. Okay. First of all, these are the wo- like... these are the womanly. I'm going to be very gendered. These uh-huh. are the womanly movies you need to oh, watch. Oh, Steel Magnolias, Fried Green Tomatoes, and Now and Then. Watch those. Movies. I need. I need to watch now and then. I told you in the past. I was Have not allowed to watch now and then. Night and watch. That those is when yeah. You're on your period. Yeah, I'll put a face mask on. I have my period. Exactly. We're gonna order pizza and, and have milkshakes for dinner. Face mask. We're no. talking like a Korean skincare face mask. I have green all over my face. All right, Megan. We have to. Yeah, let's we have to get back Muppets. on track. We have to get back on track because I have an. Uh, I have a review to share with you when we're done with this episode. I feel like a hurricane. All right. So cold open. Brainstorming album titles. Okay, time to brainstorm album names. Lay mommy, okay? There's no bad ideas. Mm, all right, how's about feeling Funkatronic? How about organic love? Beat Bob Dubuchek. You don't bring me whitefish. Jazzy Jazzy Arms Akimbo. Bubblegum Dreams and Emotional Support. Yes, sir. He who rocked it rolled it. Keeping a woman. The sweet smell of sound. Mr. Fluff and the Puff Police. Sons! Sergeant Pepper. Yes, so Nora pitches that they brainstorm a few ideas for their album title, saying that no ideas are bad ideas. You don't bring me whitefish. <gasps> That's on my bingo card, too. You don't bring me whitefish. As soon as I heard so that, funny. I was like, okay, this show is for me <laughs> because I, I love whitefish on a bagel. Uh, I wish I knew my dad. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> um, what else do we have? 
Do you have any other ones written down? Those were the created two that Created really by the man. Sell- oh, wait, no. No, no, no. I loved no, that, it. like, the button on this whole thing was Zoot just goes, we recorded an album? Yeah. Like. Zoot is kind of crazy in this. I love, I have a line later on that Zoot says that I absolutely love. Zoot is absolutely crazy in this. He's terrific. So, um, they all pitch their bad ideas and Nora does reveal that there are potentially some bad ideas. Yeah. Next up, JJ presents each member of the Mayhem with an iPhone to work on promoting the album. I love how he just, like, hands out the iPhone the way he does. Like a deck of cards. Like, he fans them out, like, in his palm. He has a bunch of iPhones. So he hands them out, and then Teeth, immediately, uh, at the suggestion that he get on Twitter, he tweets out the word tweet. (laughs) After doing that, Hannah runs downstairs and asks if she was going to be asked for help, because she's basically, internet is her job. Yeah, which is like the truth. Yeah, like, and then they're like, "She's you get fully animal. an influencer," and they're like, "Okay, so take Animal and you make him into an influencer." I mean, she does a pretty good job at it. So good a job that she ends up losing that job and being made redundant. Yeah. So after he hands out these iPhones, like I don't know, JJ is just like, "Oh, what a great guy!" Here he is giving out iPhones, suggesting how. Each member can help market their album Moves and everything. the only voice of reason. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He's like, this isn't... You don't, like, tweet your th- with your fans. You interact with your fans. Yeah, in real life. This doesn't make any sense. And them and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Moog's case, I guess, is a little unique to this whole story that he really... He really has uh, asserted himself into being a super fan. So much so that he's now, like, kind of a producer for them, too. Yeah. But and well-deserved, because he shows up for them. He does, and he gets it. He's, like, the only one who truly does get it, which I don't understand why. Like, Nora spent so much time with them. How does she still not f- know them, you know? Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Nora kind of has her head up her own ass. She definitely does. In the next scene, JJ asks Nora to move in. He's like, you know, oh, Smushy. we're a power couple now smoosh the smushy thing enough yeah but we see like the video of her later why they're smushy. is that in this episode that's in the next yeah. episode oh, okay. da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i i have no use for this jj and nora stuff still it's really lame like honestly the the human characters are like still meh still meh yeah like this it, it was kind of funny. At one point, Hannah does mention, like, something happened at Joshua Tree. And she's like, I was a raven. It was a whole thing. Uh-huh. Like, I forget when that was. but In the next episode, uh, it's again. mentioned again. Yeah. Okay, God damn it. I'm going to stop. Damn. Everyone, take a drink, Megan. <laughs> Megan confused episodes. Damn. I definitely watched both of these episodes and remember the second one better. So, JJ <laughs> gave everyone these phones and thinks this was a brilliant idea uh, until it's revealed that teeth. While using Twitter, accidentally tweets, Fellow music makers, mm-hmm. uh, you're all absolutely tremendous. Right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you are all truly talentitious mm-hmm. with stupendous fans. Love it. And sin. To our fellow music makers, you're absolutely terrible. You're all truly talentless with stupid fans. This is your idea of good publicity? No, no, to, to be clear... The phone tarnishify my beauteous words for some strangistical reason. It's because your words aren't 
actual words. The what? It would have been way funnier if, because you know how like they sometimes do like risque things, but like on the sly. Yeah. It would have been way funnier if Doctor Teeth wrote the word ducking. But maybe that was too close because everybody. Has you are been... all ducking, stupid. Yeah. That would have been really that funny. That would have been great. Damn, that would have been really great. <laughs> Damn, that would have been really fucking funny. <laughs> Shit. So uh, after this tweet goes out, it sparks a war against J- the fans of Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Beyonce. Uh-oh. I love that he's like um, done such damage. I love that all the fans that pull up on them um, are not children. They're like middle-aged people. Yes. Which is also That's like especially stupid. I know. So uh, they basically have to go talk to Penny. And Penny's like, hey, you've set this. Like, how do you think this is helping? You've sent out a tweet, enraged all these people on the internet. You're pissing people off. You have to fix this. And Moog says something to try to ease Penny's mind. And Penny shouts at him, who is this smart guy and why is he talking to me? And that made me laugh very much. I love Penny. Penny Marshall, I'm telling you, she is definitely modeled after Penny Marshall. I believe it. I love that she started to get a little bit of ambling around. She's not just a stationary muppet she has been moving she's in this so episode big. she's huge she's a gigantic muppet yeah she's so tall like she's got like sweetums height she reminds me of when the um fireplace in beetlejuice becomes the minister oh my god yeah she, the the shoulder yeah. like the like the stature it's very and everything cool. oh my god i haven't seen beetlejuice in so long i love that's such a cool scene we have too. to watch it before they come out with beetlejuice too I cannot believe that they're making a Beetlejuice 2. Winona Ryder's in it, so I'm for it. Okay, and I have a question. And so is, what's his name? Beetlejuice 2. Michael Keaton. Don't Kane say Pack, the name again. Winona Ryder's, okay. Yeah, that's two times we've said the titular name, right? Okay. So <laughs> if <laughs> Beetle Breakfast. <laughs> if, if everyone's back, is Lydia's dad back? Because isn't he like a creep, like in real life? Wait, isn't he a Christopher Guest uh, like no, person? No, he looks like Michael McKeon, but he's not Michael McKeon. That's not Michael McKeon? No. It should fucking be, especially because it's What's-Her-Face. What's-Her-Face. Excuse me. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. She What's-Her-Face. Be she is in it. I saw some photos going Prince around Valium. before the <laughs> before the SAG-AFTRA sti- uh, strike took effect. I saw some photos going around of them having re-erected the Beetlejuice... Beetle Breakfast? Beetle Breakfast. Having re-erected Lydia's house on the hill. I get. I didn't know that that was a real house, but they built the real house again. They built the tr- the train... Not the train. The, the, the bridge that they crash <gasps> off of that Gina Davis and... Is Gina Davis and... I have no idea. How can they be in it? Who is that? What Alec Baldwin. That's Alec? Yeah, isn't that nuts? He got girthy as hell. <laughs> he, he got girthy from the eighties. No, all I'm saying is like, yeah. If I, it's like when I think about Alec Baldwin now and Alec Baldwin then, he seems like a different person to me. Yeah, he definitely is. Like a really he's different. definitely a different person. No, he's, I I don't know. I'm like, which Baldwin is it? The main one. I don't know anything that he's in where he looks like he did in that movie with Michael Keaton. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say the name again. I'm not going to do it. But shake, yeah, I don't. Shake, shake, Sonora. I really can't think of a movie that he's in where he looks like that. You know? All I can think of is him in 30 Rock. Him in. Blue Jasmine. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies. Now. You love a Woody. I love Blue Jasmine. Kate Blanchett. Uh huh. Megan. All right. That was a lot of. That, so that was the Alec Baldwin segment of our podcast. Yeah. Every good podcast has an Alec Baldwin segment. <laughs> And Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> so, okay, where am I? I have... Oh! Who, who even knows at this point? So the Mayhem are now riding along in their van, right? And Floyd delivers this wonderful line. Yeah, we don't beef with nobody. Well, except that one band from Riverbottom. Yeah, they were a nightmare. Did, the, did this line Is escape it you? Honors? Yeah. The, the, like, the River Bottom Nightmare oh band. Oh my god, I love it. How fucking funny is that? I love when they do callbacks to themselves. So like promptly after this, basically, all of their new um, their new arch rivals step out of their vehicles to basically beat the shit out of them. This is crazy to me. Beatrice and members of the Bay Hive, played by <laughs> Nicole Byer. Justine and members of the Beliebers. I love Played Nicole by Byer. Ricky Lindholm. Like, how could you argue both I know. of them? Both Wonderful. Both of them are so good. Then, and Samantha, with members of the Swifties, Samantha being played here by Rachel Bloom. Yes, love. Rachel Bloom is so fucking love. funny. And then Luther and members of the Little Monsters. Luther played by Jack McBrayer from uh, 30 Rock. And yep. Oh, Alec Baldwin, 30 Rock. Uh, this was so fucking stupid, and you're right. They're all in their 30s. I know. Maybe older, probably older in, like, Jack uh, McBrayer's. Nicole, yeah, Nicole Byer's our age. Nicole Byer is... A year older than us. Yeah. From Lincroft. New Jersey. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I thought she's crazy. from Middletown. She's from Lincroft. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. She definitely, um, she had to have gone to Brookdale. Come on, right? How could I, you live in Lincroft and not go to Brookdale? I don't think she did. Really? I think she went to AMDA. The other day... I saw, did you see, so there's a um, Haunted Mansion movie coming out for fucking some reason. I know. The like Muppets next week. just did it. The Muppets ju- literally just did it. We Why really are you doing that. this again? Wayne and Wanda are in it. But like, dude, Rosario Dawson's in this and like so many other great people, but then also Jared Leto's in it. But it was written... Remember when Jared Leto was a cat? Like, why? I don't need to talk about Jared Leto. Okay. This is gross. Sucks. I think it was written, I believe, at least written, by Katie Dippold, who wrote the Ghostbusters Answer the Call, and is from Freehold, New Jersey. Oh, wow. I love it. And did go to Brookdale. Shout out. Shout out to Katie Shout out Dippold. to the 24-hour film festival at Brookdale, New Jersey. Oh it's so much fun. Haunted. Brookdale's a nice campus. Haunted Mansion. Rosario Dawson is in this. Jamie Lee Curtis. <gasps> Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Who Winona is Ryder. to Christopher Guest. Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, Tiffany Haddish, Lakeith Danny Stanfield. Danny DeVito, also from New Jersey. Dan Levy. Asbury Park. Hassan Minaj. Uh, I thought this said Kurt Vile. I'm like, really? It was just written by Katie. Not just written, but it was written by Katie Dippold. Love. Directed by Justin Simeon. Okay. Um... So they all get basically jumped by the Bayhive believers, the little monsters the in the Bayhive. Swifties. They shake the shit out of the van, rip the doors off, rip the roof off maybe, and pull lips out of it and yeah. abduct lips. Yeah. The van isn't drivable anymore. The van completely undrivable, and in the next episode, 
we reveal maybe the van is just fully fucking missing. Yeah. After this interaction. This scene was so funny. The way that they all got out of their cars that are, like, like, colored to look designed (laughs) like they're... Like, part of it, like, all the they Justin Bieber, like the about, yellow. They the, looked like they were going to have a dance battle. They did look like they were <laughs> about to have a dance-off, for fucking yeah. sure. That was another genre of movie. It was, like, drumline, dance movies. Save the Last Dance, Hustle no, and Flow. Yeah. Um, Honey. You Got Served. Yes, so that's what I'm I'm trying thinking. to think of, I can Wait, see all the covers the in my head. the Missy Elliott video? And then the Allison boy. Stoner. Yeah, I know, but she, what movies was she in? Like Dance Off or? I can't think of any movies that she was in that you would know. I know she was in the Cheaper by the Dozen movies. No, she's in the dancing movies. You don't know which one. Probably the hip hop dancing movies. What are they movies, called? Though, right? What do you mean? What are they called? What are those dancing movies called? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like I know what Drumline is called. But they did a whole series of those dance movies. <sighs> What? Just dance? Save the last... No, not... Sa- I said You don't save know the either. Dance. You're looking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know what you're asking me, how you're asking me. Ready? Those dance movies. Google. <laughs> what are those dance movies called? <laughs> I can't... I know what you're talking about. It's not... Oh, Step Up. Step Up. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, Step Up, Step Up to the Streets, uh-huh. Step Up, Havana Nights. Oh, no, that's Dirty Dancing to Havana Nights, right? <laughs> it is. You're Do right. Do you know that that movie was written and it was not a Dirty Dancing movie and they added that and they, like, made it a Dirty Dancing movie? Isn't that weird? That is weird. Really weird, actually. Yeah, it was called something completely different. And then they were, like, the studio called it. It's Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. I love that Dirty Dancing is a Borscht Belt movie. That is what it is. It is. That is what it is. Okay. Um, so they all get jumped by the fans and Lips gets kidnapped. The band reconvenes at the shack and they're all like hiding out there now. And it's revealed that JJ has nabbed them a gig playing a virtual show in the video game Minecraft. This is, like, the most out-of-control shit I've ever heard of in my life. I don't know Minecraft well enough to, like, understand if things like this happen there. I don't know. I think they do have concerts in Minecraft. I want to just go back and mention a line that Zoot said, because Mm -hmm. Zoot is the photographer of the band. Yeah. And um, he takes Polaroids, right? Mm -hmm. And they give him the phone, and he's like, where are the pictures? And he's, they were like, they're in the cloud. And he looks up, and he goes, the cloud's broken. Yes. And then when later on all the photos fall from the sky and he's like, I got my cloud back up or something like that. Oh my God, I loved it so much. All of the photos just fall down. His weird being magic, man. It's so funny. I love how magic Zoot is. I love it. Dave Goals, man. Dave Goals. So uh, after it's revealed that they're going to play a game in Minecraft, a concert in Minecraft, uh, the day ends and Nora is laying in bed, her pillow pile as. JJ called it, alongside Janice, and um, this is when she realizes that Janice is awake. This cracked it, me up. It's hard for her to tell so much. She was like, "I didn't know you were awake." It's kind <laughs> it's of hard, hard to, to tell. See. Yeah, kind of hard and to then, tell. Yeah, so Janice tells her this seemingly sweet story about you know uh, a young couple in love, and then uh, Nora interjects with, "I get it. You're going to say that that was Floyd and you," and she said, "No, no." That was Floyd and Betty. And then yeah. she swooped in while Betty was making her decision and she stole Floyd for yeah. herself. 
basically uh, claiming that Nora needs to act and come up with what she wants to do. But, like, is Floyd and Janice, are they together? I think so. I always thought that they were. They don't really... And is Betty Prairie Dawn's mom? Probably. Yeah, that's who it is, I would right? Probably. Definitely. <laughs> but, like, I, everybody really, like, pledging their allegiance to Moog and telling Nora so is kind of interesting because she still doesn't see it. She doesn't think that there's anything there. I don't know. I don't see it either. I, I think don't Hannah see it and Moog. Hannah and Moog. I mean, I get that Moog likes her, but I don't think that that maybe is enough Nora? to justify that they get together. I don't yeah. know. Bring back Baby Animal, by the way. He's not in these episodes. I'm trying to remember if he appears again. I hope so. It's been enough time that I'm rewatching these with you, and I don't remember fully what happened. <laughs> so now, next, JJ and Moog argue over what song they should play while they're in Minecraft. All the fucking mayhem with like the ping pong ball suits getting ready to do their concert is so, so funny, funny looking. And uh, Moog decide. Moog thinks that they should lead with their best foot forward and play. Can you picture yeah. that? Because it's their like Can classic you hit. That? And JJ wants them to play something newer. So when they go in, they're playing a newer song, and their performance soon gets raided by fans, including... So it's the Bay Hive, it's the Beliebers, it's the Little Monsters, it's the Swifties. And they're also attacked by the Rihanna Navy. Wait, it's so funny because it gets dark and cloudy Uh in the virtual world. So they get invaded by the Rihanna Navy and the Natalie Merchant Marines. Fucking, the idea that there be rabid Natalie Merchant fans attacking them is so funny. There's so many, like, little stupid jokes in this show I that are fucking hilarious. I actually have to say and just give Natalie Merchant a shout out. I love Natalie Merchant, and her album Tiger Lily is really good. Which one? Carnival. Which, it's the best song. Which, what's Carnival? Okay. Sing it to me. Do not play it for me. Can you picture that? Sing it to me. You're pulling it up. You're cheating. I'm going to assume that it's just come to my window. I can't believe foams. Is it called Carnival? It is, because I just listened to it. Why isn't it coming up? You're a member of the Natalie Merchant Marines, and you can't even remember the song. Have I been blind? Oh. Yeah, and Is she the one who's like... That's the song. She's 10,000 Maniacs, so... Was she in 10,000 Maniacs? I think she's a singer. She loves a list. Hypnotized, mesmerized. So, through all of this horrible raiding and attacking that they're receiving, they then... Do what they do best, and they play a song that unites everyone with the power of music. I thought this was kind of a corny ending. This was like Rainbow Bright to me, when mm-hmm. Rainbow Bright, like, they, like, like Murky and Lurky, like, steal all the color, and then, like, Rainbow comes, like, jumping on the horse, and then everything gets colorful again. It's like, it, and it was like that meets Guitar Hero when you do Star Power. Yeah, it was very Star Power. Yeah. They tipped their guitars upwards, and, and then, then everything the went Bay rainbow. Hive turned rainbow, yeah. and yeah. And it was kind of cool, though. It's like they went like really. I don't know. They were like really mixing the Muppets, like this '70s esque band, 
Yeah. With like modern the way we are. You know, after this happens, I mean and like the concert goes really well, but you start to see them kind of get like addicted to their phones. Yeah, so at, at you're absolutely right. The band is now fully addicted to their phones. Nora's like trying to talk to them and they're like just looking at their screens. The, Janice is like bumping into shit. Um, they all like almost have like side gigs, like hot stuff with hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, Penny and, and Teeth are now eating like spicy food. Yeah. Basically doing like their own version of like hot ones, mm-hmm. you know. So Moog calls Nora down to the uh, to the studio and reveals that he's finished recording their album and producing it, and that the song that they just played in Minecraft is basically the last song that they needed for their album. Nora's so excited, and he kind of says something to the effect of like, "And that's what I did it for was to Nora? see a smile like that on your face," you know. So then, so after crazy. that excitement, Nora then gets a message from the Hollywood Bowl saying that the band is going to play there. So with all of that excitement and remembering all the things that Janice told her about, she goes to see JJ and tells JJ, yeah, I think we should move in together. Yeah, like she really jumps on that. Yeah. I think it's the nostalgia from like watching that video. It's like, and this is the thing. It's like the thing about going, it's kind of hard because it's like the thing about going backwards. It's like you know what happened in the past. So you always have that nostalgia to look back on and you Uh don't know what the future holds. So it's like, really sort of ambiguous and yeah. kind of can be scary. And I feel like she watched that video mm-hmm. and she's just like, yeah, I, I do want this. I do want to be with you because you're everything I want now. Yeah. And it's like, she doesn't consider the fact that like things have changed for her though too. Yeah. In and my that, opinion. Like they've both grown in different ways also. Like we're, I don't know. I don't think JJ has the same priorities anymore that he had or whatever. And then, like, what happens when he does get her? Is he still going to be just as ambitious as he is? Yeah. Like, what's... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. So this episode ends with basically that as the cliffhanger that, you know, they're going to get together now. And they're going to move in with each other. Our episode title comes from the Jumeriquai song, Virtual Insanity. And one of the best music videos it's ever made of all cool time. such a music video. <laughs> The opening shot of the van driving past Doc Hopper's Frog Legs billboard is recycled from the episode True Colors. Floyd and Dr. Teeth mentioned that they had a feud with a band from Riverbottom, calling them a nightmare. Those are the only notes listed for this episode. We did get a message Message in regard to this episode. Let's see. Load it up. Can you picture that? At Aunt Sam Thompson says... When you guys cover episode 8 of Muppets Mayhem, check out the Muppet Wiki pages for Freddie Mercury and Planters. They mention some things that are in the background that the episode page doesn't cover. So Interesting. let's pull up Freddie Mercury. Interesting. Freddie Mercury. Oh, here you go. Okay, so in the Muppets Mayhem episode Virtual Insanity, a theater in the background of the city is named F... Mercury Abraham Playhouse, a play on F. F. Murray Abraham's F. name. Murby, F. Murray Abraham is so terrific. Actually, I have in the queue to watch with my family Amadeus because Amadeus is so good. Have you ever seen Amadeus? I've never and seen Amadeus. And he's in an old person like costume. Like he, they put prosthetics on him. Really? And he like basically tells the story of Amadeus. It's such a good movie. I think he won an Emmy. Uh, what? No. What's an? What? What do movies get? Oscars. Oscars. I think he won an Oscar. 
And okay, so now at the end of each of these episodes that we've been doing lately, we've been suggesting that people leave us a review. Megan, so are you ready for this review? Yes. I think we did this review justice this week. So here comes a review from Marcus Andronicus. Two stars. <laughs> this podcast sucks. <laughs> Never met anyone more annoying than Meg. (laughs) There are good observations here, but the conversation veers around so wildly that it's difficult to remain interested. The co-hosts expect a lot of patience from their audience. Oh, certainly. He's not wrong. Thank you, Marcus. Marcus, we love you and appreciate you just the same. God bless. Um. So next week we're going to be watching episode track nine. I don't know why I have to say episode. We're going to be watching Track 9, Drift Away. Uh, you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM, where we encourage you to message us. Message us. You can write a, a nice, you know, hopefully five-star review on <laughs> iTunes, and we'll read them on the air. If you can follow us. And um, until next time. Until next time. Thanks for the gumball, Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai.